welcome back to the Birth Class Podcast, where we're ditching the typical childbirth education and instead using that knowledge is power approach to take back control of our birth experience. I'm your host, Lizzie Bolliger, childbirth educator, fierce birth advocate, and a mama with three unmedicated hospital births under her belt. Let's jump right in. Welcome back to the show, moms. Today is an awesome episode. We're going to talk about asking for an alternative to the glucose test, to the screening for gestational diabetes, which is something that routinely happens in our prenatal care. So we're going to talk about options. You know, this is not your typical childbirth class. We don't go with the flow. We don't let anyone tell us what to do in our pregnancy, in our birth. And the gestational diabetes test is included in that. We want to know our options. And so today what I'm going to go over is info for the mom who's kind of already done the research on the risks and benefits of the test itself, of the drink, and of having gestational diabetes, of not doing the test. So you kind of know your options and you've already decided that, hey, that standard route of drinking the drink, going to the lab for an hour is not the route that I want to choose for myself and for my baby. So like, what are my alternatives? And how can I go about asking for an alternative? Some of the typical reasons that a mom decides to go the alternative route, a lot of times I find it has to do with the drink itself. So either, the drink ingredients, you know, the orange one has food dye in it. It has some pretty icky things that I personally would not consume. And I definitely wouldn't consume when I am pregnant. Um, so it's either the ingredients or sometimes having like a reaction to the drink. So moms that have had the drink before and either had some really weird, like felt weird, um, kind of had like some gestational upset. Some moms will even throw up after drinking the drink. So that's another reason too that moms like to have an alternative, which rightfully so. We should have alternatives. Um, and and those two, those are the two I see the most is the ingredients or like having an ill reaction to the drink, especially in my health conscious mamas, because the likelihood of all that sugar affecting you is high if you typically don't consume that much sugar if you don't drink like soda on a regular basis if you eat pretty health consciously your body's going to be more sensitive to that junk another thing that i want to address is that gestational diabetes is very overdiagnosed. you can have a false positive i mean as well as the the flip side of that a false negative um and the bad thing is is that gestational diabetes is very often going to label you as high risk and kind of put you more down that high risk path. Of course, this is going to depend on your provider, but I have heard from moms before that like birth centers will risk you out if you have gestational diabetes. And this is just like a cop out. If you have gestational diabetes and it's managed well, meaning you keep your sugars in check with your nutrition and with exercise, your pregnancy is no different than a woman who was not labeled as having gestational diabetes. The risks with gestational diabetes come with the unchecked blood sugars. 
and they come more often when we see gestational diabetes along with some other health issues in moms that are maybe um, obese, have high blood pressure, that sort of thing. Okay, so some things to keep in mind. Ideally, and you guys, I talk about the midwifery model a lot, and this happens in the midwifery model. Ideally, we should be really looking at our nutrition as part of our holistic prenatal care. But it's very rare in the hospital model to be counseled or educated on nutrition at all. Some really awesome providers or hospitals might offer that, but in my experience, Two out of the three hospitals I birthed that didn't say one word to me about nutrition. Even after I was diagnosed with gestational diabetes with my second, I didn't receive any information on nutrition or how to manage or anything. Of course, I told my provider, I was like, I know how to eat healthy. Um, I had actually tested with an alternative. So we were able to kind of better look at my um, like food log and like what was causing my sugars to spike and that sort of thing. So it could have been because he saw that I had a handle on it and that's why he didn't um, talk about nutrition at all. But for the most part, our food and our nutrition and our supplements are not our natural supplements are not mentioned really in the hospital model of care. And ideally that should be something that happens like in the first trimester because nutrition is really important in pregnancy, not just for you feeling optimal and you feeling good, but to really provide the best environment for your baby to grow. And on that note, I do wanna mention a brand new nutrition program that released from, if you are familiar with me, you know that I am obsessed with all things Beachbody. I feel like they make fitness and nutrition so accessible um, with their platform and they're constantly innovating and providing new things like this to be pregnant nutrition program. So that's what it's called to be pregnant. I'll link to it in the show notes. It is a course with some educational videos, recipes, snacks, meals, and then information on things specific to pregnancy. Like I'm nauseous. What can I do? I'm constipated, that sort of thing specifically for pregnant moms. And I think it would be a great place to start in that first trimester when you just need to get those nutrition basics down so you can best take care of yourself because nutrition is really important in pregnancy. And you guys, it's only 40 bucks. Um, and then the other thing I always talk about with, with Beachbody is the prenatal bar program. So if you want to combine that to be pregnant nutrition information with workouts specifically made for you for pregnancy, I'll link to both of those in the show notes and you can check them out. You can always ask me questions too, because I'm pretty knowledgeable on the prenatal bar program because I did it with my third baby. I was in the test group. So I know quite a bit about it if you have questions on that. Okay, let's get to our topic and let's talk about the alternatives. So there's actually two routes to alternatives you can take. You can get an alternative for just the glucola, which is the orange, sometimes clear drink that they have you drink in the lab and then still take the, the one hour screening or the three hour screening, depending on where you're at. Um, and Or you can do an alternative to that test and not do the one hour and three hour screening. Okay. So let's talk about the alternatives to glucola. These are harder to negotiate, I guess, with uh, hospital providers because they're very much 
wanting to think of this as a science experiment. They want the control. They want every woman drinking the same because they're going to compare you to every other pregnant woman that is 28 weeks pregnant or however pregnant you are when you um, take the test, which is actually one of the downfalls of the test is they are comparing you to every other woman that's 28 weeks pregnant. And you could have a different reading at 24, 28, 32 weeks pregnant. Um, so you could have a different diagnosis depending on when you test. Anyways, I'm getting too far into this. Let's stick to the alternative discussion here. So alternatives to the glucola are sometimes harder to ask for, but it can't hurt. Let's like talk with, about what the options are. In the midwifery model, obviously they give you more options. A lot of midwives like to do a specific meal. So they will tell you make make this meal for your breakfast and then we're gonna test your blood sugars. And that's really great because it's actually a meal. Like you would never just sit there and have 50 grams of sugar in one sitting. So they make you a meal with protein, carbs, fats, but that is higher on the carb side. So you're having that higher sugar intake and then they're testing your blood sugar with that specific meal. You can also do a different sugary drink that is also 50 grams of sugar because that's what the glucola is. So it's somewhat comparable. The evidence is out on, on which of these alternatives provides similar results to the glucola, which is why a lot of providers don't like to okay it. But you could do a 50 grams of juice, 50 gram sugar serving of like an orange juice or a grape juice are the two that I hear the most. Jelly beans is another popular one. And here's the thing is if you're going to let your hospital provider give you jelly beans, like if they already have that as an alternative, like, oh yeah, here's the jelly beans that you can take. They're going to be trash jelly beans that have artificial dyes and like corn syrup in it. And that's just as bad as the glucola drink. Um, so it should be like organic jelly beans that, that don't have those crappy ingredients in it, but still again is 50 grams of sugar. And then there's two alternatives out there on the market. There might be more, but they are actually made to be alternatives for the, the glucola drink. And it's actually glucola. Um, don't quote me, but in the ingredients. So it's much more similar in makeup to the glucola drink that the hospitals like, but with much cleaner ingredients. So the two options there are the fresh test, which I'm going to be hosting a giveaway of the fresh test on my Instagram this week. So if you're listening to this, go check my Instagram feed. If you haven't seen it already this week, I'm going to be posting um, a giveaway of three fresh tests. And the fresh test is a powder. You mix it with water and you use that for your drink. Tastes good, good ingredients. And then the other brand is called Glucoganics. And I believe theirs is already like a liquid. So you get like, you can order it, but it's it's not a powder mix. You're actually getting like a liquid sent to you. And I'll link to both of those in the show notes. I, again, I haven't looked into Glucoganics, so don't quote me. I might've described it wrong, but those are some alternatives to the orange drink that you could consume instead of the orange drink and then still go take your one hour. Now you still have to like get this okayed with your provider because you can't just like walk into the lab with your jelly beans or whatever 
um, the people at the lab will be like, what the heck are you talking about? So make sure you talk about this with your provider. And we're going to go over talking to your provider about these options in just a second. And then the other way to get an alternative is to, to have an alternative to that test. So you're not going to go into the lab for the one hour or three hour. You're going to do something different. Um, so the three alternatives that I am familiar with are the, um, is, is one is going into the lab for blood work. And instead of staying for one, you don't have to stay for an hour. You guys, that's the thing I don't like about the test too, is I don't have time to sit in a lab for an hour. And I definitely don't have time to sit in a lab for three hours while I'm fasting. Like that's just inconvenient. So inconvenient, especially if you have a job, especially if you have kids, which I'm going to say is 100% of women that are pregnant, either have a job and, or they have kids. So, um, going into the lab to instead test for your a1c and your fasting numbers and your a1c gives like a overall picture of your blood sugar levels for the last three months and they use this when they're testing like normal diabetes as well and so they can use that number to assess if they think you're heading towards diabetic levels in pregnancy also so that's one option you can ask for Another option is to just test at home for two weeks. So you would get a um, like blood sugar reader. Oh my gosh, I can't think of what it's called right now, but you prick your finger at home and you write down your numbers for two weeks and you have to do it four times a day. So you do it fasting and then after breakfast, after lunch, after dinner. Um, this one is honestly my favorite because it actually gives you a true picture of what your sugars are doing based on your current lifestyle because the thing is is you could technically have gestational diabetes but you're so healthy that it doesn't show up in your blood sugars which means you're not getting those risky things happening to you although if you go drink 50 grams of sugar you're gonna test positive for gestational diabetes right because you do have it um, but testing at home really gives you a picture of what is happening with your gestational diabetes status in relation to your lifestyle. Whereas the same mom who does have gestational diabetes that would also fail with the 50 um, gram glucola test could test at home and see that her lifestyle is not helping her gestational, gestational diabetes and would be having like sugars out of control and that would show up as well. So the testing at home for two weeks is honestly my favorite. Providers don't like that one because you could technically cheat, right? You could like wanna really pass and not write down the right things, but it's silly because I feel like any mom that is wanting the alternative to the gestational diabetes testing is really more on the health conscious side is really wanting the best for her baby and her body and her pregnancy so they would take it seriously you know what i mean um and then the third alternative to the typical test is to just decline the test say i don't want to test for gestational diabetes and usually when you go that route you're going to assume that your lifestyle needs to be the lifestyle that would be to manage gestational diabetes. So it's almost like you're, I'm gonna assume I have it and I'm gonna do those lifestyle things anyways. Um, it's best for your body and your baby while you're pregnant to eat healthy, balanced meals and to exercise anyways. So if you're already on that track, you're already practicing those things, you definitely could skip the test. So those are all your alternative options. Those are things you can bring up with your provider. So let's talk about how to bring it up. Um, you can bring it up early. So long before 
your provider's bringing it up, you can take control and bring it up first. In fact, this is one of the questions I have on my download called Finding Your Unicorn OB. And it's questions to ask your provider when you are provider shopping. Even if you can't provider shop, you can still ask them these questions to kind of get a vibe of how supportive they're going to be of you wanting an unmedicated birth. So you can um, download that and print it if you go to fiercelizzy.com slash unicorn. And actually, episode 34 of the Birth Class Podcast, I talk more about those questions and how to use that list. So you can check out last week's episode also. And then, um, so yeah, you can bring it up like as the first appointment if you really wanted to, or you can kind of wait till you get closer to uh, 28 weeks is when we typically test for gestational diabetes. So maybe around 22, 24 weeks, you could bring it up. So you're still bringing it up first. You're taking control. You can just say something like, well, I know my gestational diabetes test is coming up. What alternatives to the glucola do you offer or what alternatives do you prefer? And you can, if you already have some in mind, you can keep going and say something along the lines of, I've looked into the fresh test. I've looked into um, an alternative A1C test just because a lot of times they'll say, well, there's no alternatives or they really haven't thought of alternatives. Maybe no one has asked for an alternative in the last six months or something like that. Um, or you can like really put the ball in their court and say, what alternatives are there? So I can do a little more research on my options, that sort of thing. So those are some ways that you can bring it up. You can also bring in information on, on your alternative. So especially if you want to do the fresh test or the glucoganics, go to their website, print off some info about it and leave it with your provider so that they can learn about it because I guarantee they probably don't know what it is um, because very often when we ask for alternatives, we're just told no. And then moms just stop. They don't like push much further than that. It's not very common. So they're not used to that. Um, the other option is to wait till they bring it up. So not don't bring it up until they say something. And then you can counter with asking for an alternative. So sometimes they'll bring it up the appointment before. I don't know why providers do this, but in my experience, it was always like, oh, next week we're going to talk about the glucose test or next week we'll talk about induction. Um, or sometimes they might just bring it up at that 28 week appointment. Oh, you're 28 weeks now. So we're going to go ahead and schedule you for the lab. So they could bring it up in one of two ways. So whenever they bring it up, that's when you can say, well, I'd really like an alternative to the drink or I'd really like an alternative to that test. What are my options? Or again, I've researched this. What do you think? Or leave your literature with them at that point. And at that point, if you're still not taken seriously, because that was my experience with my second and my third, I asked for an alternative with both of those, with bo both of those pregnancies, I asked for alternatives and was not taken seriously. Like had to ask three times and still was told that, you know, I'm going to schedule you an appointment with the lab. Um, so if that happens to you, you can just not go to the lab. So don't go to the lab. And then at your next appointment, they're going to be looking for the lab results to discuss with you. The lab results are not going to be there. And you're going to say, hey, I told you I wanted an alternative and I was serious. Um, so that's a good way to... <laughs> get their attention. Remember that 
you don't have to do anything that you don't want to do. If your provider says, no, there's no alternative, that is a lie. And they're trying to coerce you to do what is the most convenient for them. Your pregnancy and your birth does not have to be convenient for anyone else, only you. So you get to do what you want to do in your pregnancy and in your birth. And you just have to make sure you know your options and you speak up for them. Because even sometimes when you speak up, you're going to be told no. So you have to just, this is great practice for you to advocate for yourself, to ask for your options, because this isn't going to be the only time that you're told no, or that you're going to have to really speak up on what you want. So that's everything that I have for you. Don't forget to go over to Instagram and enter to win that giveaway if you haven't done your glucose test yet, because I will be picking three winners pretty quickly. And as always, thanks for spending some time with me today. I hope this episode was insightful for you. I hope it empowered you to ask for what you want in your birth. I hope it gave you some ideas for avoiding the glucose tolerance test. If so, I'd love for you to share this with a mom that's expecting that wants low to no intervention, or you can share it on your Instagram stories, tag me so I can shout you out and say thank you. And that's all I have for you this week. Stay fierce, moms.